Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Happy Monday. Every day is the same when you're covering a coaching search. It was honestly stressing me out yesterday while I was watching this Super Bowl because, of course, you know, everybody that I'm talking to that's sourcing for this Montana State opening are all involved in football, too, so they're all enjoying the game. But, you know, you're sending text. One text is about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pass rush, and then the next text is about, well, what about Trent Bray? What about Brett Vegan? But it is official. Montana State has announced that Brent Vegan is the new head coach for the Montana State Bobcats. How about this? How many conversations did you have in the last 17 days that did not involve getting asked about the Montana <laughs> oh, State man. coaching search? I know, man. And it's just so funny, too, because f- fans, and I know it is 102.90 ESPN Missoula. It's Nuanas now, live every day from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 102.9, as well as SWX Montana Television. And I know most of the people that are watching and listening to the show are fans. And there's different levels of fanaticism. But the emotional attachment, I think I, I love it because it's what makes our jobs fun because that's who we're doing this for is everybody out there. We're performing for you, and we're giving you all the information that you want and need. But, man, I mean, I got some buddies that live in Bobcat land that are just like, I mean, they were having a full-on meltdown. Like, what's going on? Is the football program going to exist? And it's like, man, just chill out. Like, they're going to get a good person. And that's the whole thing is, like, you can say, offer oh, this guy, offer that guy, whatever. Now, Brett Vegan, 17 days into the search as the head coach. Well, 
you just hired an FBS offensive coordinator who's got a pretty much sterling track record. I mean, there's really no knock on Brent Vegan's resume. You can say, oh, well, Wyoming didn't throw the ball at that high of a rate the last couple of years. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, he's coached winning teams for the duration of his entire career. So I think that they got a good one uh, at Montana State. And we'll, we'll keep you updated as we get uh, more information involved. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me in studio, by the way. Uh, Riley, I know you got home late Saturday night from Portland State after a long and treacherous bus ride. But uh, you, you got a chance to watch the Super Bowl? I did. I did. After I uh, I was all over the place. I think I got to sleep about 5 in the morning. Because, I mean, you're wound up still, right? For I mean, sure. you're going through the roads. You're like, I wanted to tap the bus driver. Like, hey, man, I, I've navigated these roads before if you need me to step in and help you finish off the final 50 miles. But, yeah, I was able to sleep in. I don't even want to reveal what time I got out of bed <laughs> on Sunday. But, yeah, I... Uh, I did get to watch this after watching a thrilling golf tournament. No, I, I turned this on, and it was it was surprising on a lot of levels. And I think a lot of people, I mean, very few times for a big game like this or a Super Bowl does a game live up to the hype. And, and this game even more so, right, from the very easy reasons of how it was trademarked and thought about throughout the last two weeks. And I think from the NFL's perspective, it was perfect. As far as driving up the conversation, what more could you want? You got Mahomes, you got Brady. You've got the storylines throughout between both of these sides. Is it a dynasty? Is it a passing of the torch? Well, the game didn't even get close to living up to the billing. I mean, it was a route throughout the contest. I don't think that Kansas City ever had a chance. I mean, we're going to get into why they didn't have a chance, but it stems right to the offensive line play, Eric Fisher. And don't forget Mitchell Schwartz, too, because that was big. I mean, maybe you can overshadow one of those guys being out, but in fact, you had two of them out. Mahomes is running for his life. The number that was intriguing to me, Coulter, and I'm sure you saw this today, too, Patrick Mahomes it felt like he was just running all day, right? Away from the pass rush in Tampa Bay. Uh, he, he, he was hobbling. 497 yards is how much he ran before he either got rid of the ball or got touched. He was running for his life, and that was the story of the game. It absolutely was. And the national storyline is, is always going to center upon the quarterback. Tom Brady won the MVP. I think that... Sometimes the the low-hanging fruit of just giving the starting quarterback of the winning team the MVP is exactly that, low-hanging fruit. I can see some validity in Brady because even though his numbers were not gaudy, he was very efficient, he was very impressive. But you, you cannot understate how unbelievable Tom Brady's ability to rise to the occasion is. He's absolutely peerless among all... American athletes, I think, because it's not like a seven-game series in basketball. It's not like a seven-game series in baseball. You have to perform your best in the moment. One chance. And Mahomes has done it throughout his whole career. He's never lost a game by double digits until all of a sudden it happens. And when it happens on the grandest stage, it, you, you it's an embarrassing thing. It, it's really hard for you to overcome. I wonder where Patrick Mahomes goes next. But the fact that Brady has played better in the Super Bowl than maybe any other time during the regular season in his last three Super Bowls is unbelievable. Like, the amount of mental focus and fortitude that takes to be able to perform your best when your best is needed, it's astounding. And Tom Brady has now put himself in a brand-new category. It's not greatest quarterback of all time. I don't even think it's the greatest NFL player of all time. He's on the Mount Rushmore of the greatest American athletes of all time. Tell me someone right now that could 
be better than him or higher than him. I mean, I, of current athletes, him and LeBron are in their own category right now. As far all as, time. As far as the, I mean, the guys, that, as far as the, the sports that get broad and unbelievable headlines, I mean, I think that you'd have to put a couple soccer players in there as far as the greatest athletes in the history of the planet. I mean, Diego Maradona was so unbelievable because of the, the breadth of his career. Pele so unbelievable. But to me, as far as the guys that were so unbelievably transcendent and had such unbelievable longevity. It's it's four guys in the history of sport. It's Michael Phelps, it's Michael Jordan, it's Tiger Woods, it's Tom Brady. I think that Tom Brady supplants Usain Bolt on the Mount Rushmore of all-time male athletes with that performance last night. I don't know if you're ever going to have as an electric of a performance as Usain Bolt had in the 2008 Olympics in Beijing when he shattered the world record in a stadium of 150,000 people. that is, I mean, that's a truly global moment where people across the planet are watching. But as far as just an American sporting achievement, it's Brady. That said, to me, Brady's performance was far down the list of what caused Tampa Bay to win this deal. First of all, I think Bruce Arians and Bruce Arians' coaching staff deserve so much credit. Todd Bowles, Bry- Byron Leftwich, amazing I mean, job. Those two guys, first of all, people got to realize that Byron Leftwich is like younger than Tom Brady. So to have an offensive coordinator that can work hand in hand with a guy who's played in the NFL for more than 20 years, that in itself, that chemistry is is so hard to come by and the fact that they were able to hone it. In year amazing. one. In year one. Two, I think that Todd Bowles got jobbed in New York and New York is getting everything that they possibly deserve for firing him and Todd Bowles has been one of the great defensive coordinators in the NFL for a long time and he I thought called a lights out game yesterday and then you talk about the front seven for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if you were a football fan you need to teach yourself about Vita Vea and Indomitian Sue I know Sue has a little bit of an elevated star because a lot of the, of his past and a lot of the demons that he's been haunted by but Dominic and Sue and Vita Vea might be the most powerful inside duo in the history of the league. I mean, there's not, not been two 6'4", 350-pound guys that are lean and mean that can run like that. Unbelievable. You talk about the edge guys, um, the resurgence of Jason Pierre-Paul. I thought you could have given Shaq Barrett the MVP yesterday. And they talk about the linebackers. Like, if you want your kid... Devin White. I mean, if you, got, if you have kids, man, and you want them to watch a position other than the guy who's have, who has the ball in his hands, have them watch Devin White, man. He runs his butt off. Like, talk about hustle. The effort is unbelievable. And uh, I, I just thought that the... To me, all the credit in the world to Tom Brady, but to me, the reason the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won that game last night was point-blank simple. They dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and they absolutely destroyed the Chiefs' offense by just making a mess of the line of scrimmage. Well, the Super Bowl, right, you attract a different audience. You, you get maybe your more casual sports fans or, or ones that, that tune on that that under that like the game but might not understand the game fully. Well, this was a perfect example. Everybody that goes, goes to work the next day or wants to recap the game, man, that was crazy, 31-9, to 9, huh? What's the first thing? Wow, Mahomes got shut down. Well, take it a, take it a level further. Why did he get shut down? This is a great to me. This is a football one hundred and one class of how Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, how they constructed this roster, how they were able to adjust on the fly, and, yeah. and the strength being their front seven. Their offensive line was money. I mean, they kept Brady upright all game long. I know a a big number that we talk about with Mahomes, of course, being pressured. 
the most times in Super Bowl history. 29 out of 56 dropbacks, Todd Bowles brought it. Yep. And I love that. For Brady on the flip side, he was only pressured four times, the lowest in his 10 Super Bowls, but that offensive line kept him upright. And to me, it's very easy to look at Brady and Leonard Fournette and, and Gronk and, and everyone in between. I'm with you. It's the front seven. If the line play won that game, and not only won that game, the dominant factor, I, it's amazing that maybe we didn't talk about it more leading up to it of how is how is Kansas City going to respond to the havoc that the Tampa Bay front seven is going to wreak. It was something to watch. It was it was a thing of beauty if you love line play. I mean, it's the risk-reward that you have to take when you're playing an elite passing offense is how do you get home? Like, how do, how do you put pressure on the quarterback? Because conventionalism says if you line them up with the blitz, you're taking a huge risk in them dicing you apart. Mahomes is hurt. You could tell. That turf toe is bugging him big time. More than the concussion. A lot of people ask about the concussion. It was the turf toe. It's the turf toe. Yes. The other thing is, and I always make this comparison, the, the NFL is a salary cap sport, which makes it like the FCS. When you lose a, a, a player that's a top five all-pro left tackle in Eric Fisher, his backup is going to be so such a downgrade in terms of his ability to perform at a high level. And in the NFL, opposing defensive coordinators, they're not going to show any mercy. I mean, last night they were just moving. They were It was basically two plays each. Shaq Barrett over the, the poor left tackle for the Chiefs, Jason Pierre-Paul, switch, switch, switch. Sometimes they were staggering Sue out, and I mean that guy got—he got his lunch absolutely eaten. Like it was, there was no contest. Mahomes was under pressure from the blind side, pretty much the duration of the game. Oh, a lot of people were talking about the officials at the end and in the ref. Let's stop that narrative right now. The officials had no bearing on the outcome of the game. And people were wondering, well, there were a lot of holding calls on Kansas City. Well, why do you think? Because they had no chance to stop that pass rush other than to hold the entire time. They probably could have called it even more than they did on that part of it. Yeah, that whole narrative that was brewing before halftime. Oh, there was geez. a couple bad calls. The offsides like, call on the field goal, I didn't really see. The offsides call was a little bit bad. The personal foul on Teron Matthew and him and Brady got in each other's faces. Yeah. I mean, that's protecting the superstar quarterback and kind of scapegoating the loudmouth defensive back. But that said, the rest of the calls, I mean, the Chiefs got called for defensive holding four times because they got because they were holding. Yes. <laughs> the, the calls were accurate. Yeah. So um, I just thought it was a great moment for Tom Brady, but I also thought it was a phenomenal moment for the Bucks organization, including Bruce Arians. The fact that he was the second oldest coach in the history of the Super Bowl, behind only Marv Levy by a couple days, and the fact that he was the oldest coach in the history of the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl, and the fact that his 95-year-old mother was was in attendance. I mean, how cool is that for her to be able to see that at at, at the end of her life? It was unbelievable. It it, it was a... I actually felt more happy for a team that includes Tom Brady than I ever had before. And I think it really solidified a point that I've been wondering about myself and about my football fandom for a long time. Oh, this Do I actually hate Tom Brady or do I hate the New England Patriots? It's the Patriots, man. Yes. Tom Brady's way more palatable when he doesn't play for the Patriots. He's way more palatable when he doesn't play for Darth Vader. I mean, Bill Belichick is just so unentertaining and just so blah. I, I mean, he's a phenomenal coach. But last question, because then we got to get out, because Anthony Nackerander from KGEZ up in Kalispell is going to be joining us. And we'll, we'll, we'll continue to talk Super Bowl right here on Nuanas now. Do you think Belichick watched the game yesterday? Yes, he did. And he was <laughs> he was mad the entire time. Did you, see so the, did you see the Patriots tweet afterwards? No, what are they Congratulations tweet? to the greatest of all time. 
They did? Yes. Wow. They tweeted that. So that, that was big to me. But I was thinking the same thing. What do you really think Belichick's thinking? I, I know we're going to talk about it more. So a, a tease going into it. I think roster construction here of how Tampa Bay did it. And all of this nonsense about how teams, they, they got to recruit guys to fit their system. Well, guess what? Your system can be blown up, restarted, and you can win a championship in year one. Tampa Bay proved it. Could shift the NFL down the road. I know we want to talk about that more. Nuwana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Anthony Knockreiner, he hosts the Knock On Sports each weeknight up in Kalispell, KGEZ. He's also a Tampa Bay native and a ferocious Bucks fan. He'll join us right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Been doing this talk radio thing for about four years now, and I enjoy it. Actually, in fact, love it. But I'm an aspiring music DJ. I really want to be on the trail. I've been begging Robert Chase for a job for four years. Robert, if you're listening, I know you're probably already about to go to bed since you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to do your morning show, but uh, the only two things I've really tried to influence in the trail is to try to revitalize their love for the Dave Matthews Band and the Red Hot Chili Peppers because these guys, they just don't, they, they, they think they're okay, and I'm like, you guys are missing, you're missing the boat. Well, I figured for sure you were going to lead with the halftime show breakdown over in the game. What'd you think of the weekend? I mean, here's the thing. If you know the whole story of the weekend and you know the whole story of what his first album is all about, which we can't even talk about on the radio, it's amazing that that hit mainstream America and was in pop culture. Uh, Great voice, great performer. I mean, I don't know if it's like necessarily my favorite thing in the world, but he's a talented guy. I thought it was Adequate. Got the job done. Not going to go down as an all-timer, but wasn't terrible. That's kind of... It was right in the middle. It's Kept his shirt on. There you it's go. big start. No wardrobe malfunctions. I mean, we we had a half an hour argument over Adam Levine and his tattoos. Oh, uh, well, I don't know if that was last year or two years ago in Maroon 5, but regardless, it is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, in studio as he does every Monday and Tuesday. And now it's time to go to the Rangich Brothers RV phone line and welcome in one of our favorite guys, and I think probably maybe the happiest guy in the state of Montana right now. He's Anthony Knockreiner. He hosts his own daily radio show up in Kalispell, the Knock On Sports KGEZ. Anthony, and but more importantly, the reason Anthony's coming on the show is uh, Anthony got to celebrate at a high level last night. His Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the champions of the football world. Knock, what's up, my man? How you living? I'm living on cloud nine. I mean, I'm living rent-free in all the heads of the haters out there. <laughs> I want to give your old co-host a lot of credit, Coulter. He called a blowout, and he was absolutely right. 
except for the team because he called the Chiefs. And I'll tell you what, I, as a Bucks fan, I'll be honest, I had no idea that our defense could shut down that offense the way they did. But I am thrilled. I am excited. And again, all the haters can sit down, shut up, and take your out. Oh, man. You, you deserve to get on top of that mountain right now, Anthony. My, my question is uh, for the the people that get to follow you on social media they got the pleasure of watching the snow angel last night you went out and celebrated with a little snow angel there in Kalispell tell us how that uh, that felt right after the game was over uh, that felt amazing I, I honestly like I, I went over to a friends a couple people there it wasn't a huge party but uh, they had a river out back part of me was just even thinking about just going and taking a dip out in the river we're glad uh, you didn't because you may not be here to talk you. about it Exactly. Um, so I'm glad I just did the snow angel, but it just felt great. I, I thought there was more snow because if you've seen the video, it's not exactly graceful. I don't claim to be graceful. I'm not a ballerina by any stretch of the imagination, but um, it felt good. It felt great. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I didn't even know what to say. I mean, as a Bucks fan, I, I thought about it, and I might have said this to you guys last week too. You, know, you dream about it. You think your team can win the Super Bowl. You, you think about what that feeling is going to be like as a fan. At 13 years old, I knew what happened last time. And at 13 years old, I kind of forgot what that feeling was like right after seeing Warren Sapp and John Lynch and all those guys, John Gruden, hoist up the first Lombardi trophy. This second one was even more special because we got to create history, not only for Tom Brady, but at the same time for the city of Tampa Bay with a second Super Bowl trophy. Uh, we can now say that we're an organization that has multiple Lombardis and at the same time do it in Tampa, be one of the first teams ever to do it, and say at the same time uh, that, you know, interesting stat, home teams at the Super Bowl are one to know. Anthony Knockreiner joining us. He hosts the Knock on Sports each weekday evening up in Kalispell on KGEZ, talking all things Super Bowl. You mentioned that first Tampa Bay championship, Anthony. Compare and contrast. I mean, which of these two teams is is now going to be remembered as the greatest team in in Tampa Bay history? Because that Bucks team back then, phenomenal on defense and had some pretty good playmakers on offense. But I think that this maybe Bucks team had a little bit more firepower. Just compare and contrast the two squads. Well, the funny part about it is, and I, and I will I will look at that. But the funny part is, is how we won them. You know, again, defense. Defense won the championship. Tom Brady, again, a lot of credit to him for his leadership, for being efficient, not turning the football over, making plays for that offense. Again, uh, our defense was able to get a couple turnovers, but it's not like they had a pick six. They didn't have three pick sixes like the, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did in 02. Um, but this team really counted on the defense, and the fact that this franchise has counted on its defense twice now to win Super Bowls is fantastic. That's kind of been the staple. It's been the hallmark of this franchise, at least one of the few positives for this franchise. Um, I would say this. The defense in 2002 had a lot more name power to it. You know, John Lynch, who's now going into the Hall of Fame, finally, long overdue. Now you've got three members of that 02 championship team that are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Chances are at some point Rondé Barber is going to be in there as well. There's going to be four members of that O2 defense that are going to be uh, in the Hall of Fame. So I would say that 2002 team probably is a little bit more special because that's the first championship. That was the first Super Bowl run. You know, it, it, it just killed all the demons of the 99 NFC title game and the pain that came with that and the two humiliating losses to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um I think that run is still a little bit more special. This one 
is as well. Like I said, it's, it's very tough for me on a Monday to rank the two right now, but I have to say that I think the O2 team is just a little bit more special just because we were trying to get there and we were so close. We had to give up so much capital just to get John Gruden. We gave up two first rounders, two seconds, $8 million just to get him here to win a Super Bowl. You know, and I look at this team here, uh, a lot of great players that were built within the Tampa Bay organization. It's fantastic that guys like Mike Evans and Levante David, uh, that, and, you know, Ali Marpet, uh, Donovan Smith, uh, those guys were drafted. They've had to endure some really just horrible seasons, losing seasons, very few wins, not making the playoffs, and then to be able to see those guys who've been with this team and been with this franchise to win a Super Bowl for them, that's fantastic. Um, but again, I just think there, there's more star name power to that O2 team, at least for the defense. Obviously, the offense this year, Tom Brady, you don't get any bigger name than that. But I got to give uh, the O2 nod here just slightly. But again, it's only been 24 hours since I watched this team win a Super Bowl. We're talking with Anthony Knockreiner of KGEZ up in Kalispell. Maybe the biggest Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan in the state of Montana, Florida native, of course. Anthony, at what point did you know that Tampa Bay was probably going to win this game or when you felt comfortable? I think there's probably three stages of it. For me, at least, you had the first quarter when you saw how disruptive their pass rush was. You're thinking, okay, this is going to be a little bit of a different game. For Patrick Mahomes, was it more in the second quarter? That big touchdown before halftime was so key in turning the tide. Or were you still on the fence a little bit, waiting to see if it was too good to be true? Because then that final third, that third touchdown in the third quarter, that, that seemed to be kind of the nail in the coffin. At what point did you feel comfortable or did you know the Tampa was going to win this? I didn't feel comfortable until about five minutes left in the fourth quarter when I knew that the Kansas City Chiefs weren't going to come back and win this ballgame. I felt at least a lot more comfortable after the Leonard Fournette run. I mean, playoff Lenny, what a run by him. And fantastic to do that to answer the Kansas City Chiefs field goal and to extend our lead. But, I mean, people were asking me the entire time. They were texting me in the second half, how many of you guys are going to win the Super Bowl? And, I, and it's the same thing I said against Green Bay. Kansas City Chiefs offense, we have seen them come back from bigger deficits. They were down 24 nothing to the Houston Texans only a year ago, and they came back and won. I've also seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers give up three touchdowns in less than four minutes to another Hall of Famer in Peyton Manning. So I didn't feel comfortable until about five minutes in when I knew, okay, Tampa Bay's defense is locked down. Kansas City's not doing anything. They're not feeling that sense of urgency. And at the same time, too, Devin White getting that pick late. I mean, that's where it felt real for me. Um, just because, again, you look at the road that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had to go through. I mean, how many future Hall of Famers? You're talking about Drew Brees. You're talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers through the divisional and through the NFC Championship game. Well, the Washington football team, which is funny, they gave us a heck of a run. But, again, uh, you know, to beat Patrick Mahomes as well. This is one of the most impressive runs, I think, through the playoffs in terms of the quarterbacks that Tampa Bay had to beat. And so I didn't feel comfortable at any point until there was about three minutes left, and I knew we firmly were in control of it. But that's kind of where I was at. Again, the Leonard playoff Lenny run was where I was starting to feel, okay, wait a minute, we're really going to do this. Because I kept waiting for that comeback from Kansas City, and it, I'm glad it never happened because I was about to be, have to be on some heart medication uh, if, they got, if that game got real close. Spoken like a true fan. <laughs> Anthony. I think that uh, there was a narrative coming into this thing that maybe Brady would win this thing and then ride off into the sunset. I thought that was a blasphemous narrative because I think Tom Brady's going to try to play until he's 50. What's the over-under? 43-year-old Super Bowl MVP with seven rings. What's the over-under on the rest of Brady's career? Because it seems to me that Tampa Bay is locked and loaded for the next couple seasons at least. 
Well, in 2003, I thought Tampa Bay could definitely run it back, and that didn't quite work out. Uh, the Carolina game and that Indianapolis Colts game on Monday Night Football kind of derailed that as well. But uh, I think Tampa Bay has at least one more chance to take it to a Super Bowl. Um, I would say they have two good chances. Obviously, that depends on Tom Brady staying healthy for one and that arm staying uh, the way we've seen it. Again, you know, we saw what happened to Peyton Manning in Super Bowl 50. That arm can kind of just all of a sudden be a noodle uh, all of a sudden. So I think for, for Bucks fans, they're excited about this one. I think, obviously, you, you have to think, oh, we could potentially do this again. You saw Mike Evans today say he's willing to take a pay cut to try and bring guys back. Uh, Tampa Bay's got some decisions they have to make. They got to try and sign Shaquille Barrett back. They got to try and keep Chris Godwin on the team. They got to keep a, a cornerstone like Delonte David as well. If there's one guy that maybe doesn't come back, or he's going to have to take a pay cut, is Indomitian and Sue. Um, so I think for for me, there's a lot there for Tampa Bay to run it back. I could definitely see Tampa Bay making a case for a back to back run, especially when you talk about the fact that they're going to now have an off season. Uh, you know, this upcoming year. Again, hopefully we'll get through COVID and everything else, but hopefully they'll get an off season. They'll get all the OTAs in, they'll get all those things in. And so we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Jason Light sees the, uh, the writing on the wall. This is the window to try and win two or three Super Bowls if you can. I mean, again, that's wishful thinking trying to win three, but trying to win another one here within the next two seasons with Brady, I don't think that's out of their own possibility, but I think they've got to bring in some guys if they want to, to try and continue to stack this thing up. Because the NFC is not getting any easier. I mean, the LA Rams just got Matthew Stafford. Uh, San Francisco is going to be healthy next year, and I'm sure they're going to want to try and run back. Green Bay is not going anywhere, even though all the Rodgers speculation. Uh, the NFC is going to be tough. I, I think we will get. I think we can get one more. Um, so I'll say I'll take the over. We get one more Super Bowl championship. He finishes with two with Tampa Bay. But uh, again, that's going to be really tough. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just thrilled we got one because it doesn't matter what happens the rest of the way. This was worth the risk, and the biscuit was definitely good. We're happy for you, and uh, I know it's always a great day when you invest your life in sports and you get to actually experience the true joy of fandom. It is Anthony Knockran, or KGEZ, up at Kalispell Hills, the knock-on sports each evening. You can always find it on the podcast as well, a great podcast that a lot of us from around the state of Montana join in on uh, quite often as well. Uh, transitioning on you a little bit, Anthony. Time for a little prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, all high school seniors and your parents right now, they are accepting scholarship applications at FarmersEBank.com. They have 10, count them, 10, $10,000 scholarships to award this year. That's $100,000 to Montana high school grads. Review the qualifications and fill out an application today at FarmersEBank.com. And hurry up because the deadline is March 15th. Farmers State Bank, Montana's bank since 1907. want to ask you a little bit about Class AA hoops. Uh, it seems like we're kind of into the flow of the season now. It was a late start and uh, some impediments, but it seems like now we're at least sort of having a smooth uh, high school basketball season. You are the voice of the Flathead Braves. What have you seen around uh, the – let's start on the boys' side that, that you like about AA basketball. How would you kind of just handicap where we are at right now in the process as the regular season starts to wind out? I think we're really intru- I think it's going to be a great finish to the regular season. I think there's still a lot of great races going on. Again, it, Sentinel's not quite the Hellgate of last year. I think it's going to be tough for anybody to be as good as the Hellgate team was last year. Raleigh Wooster's doing great things now at Utah State. But uh, I think Sentinel's a very good team. They showed it. I saw them on Saturday. Alex Germer, all those guys. I mean, Alex Germer can hit a three from deep and anywhere. Hayden Cole can do the same. Fair is a great point guard as well. Hey, you have to bring your A game 
to beat the Sentinel part. And they are the team to beat. Uh, Hellgate's got to try and knock them off one more time and see if they can do it. Capital, again, they were a team that I think were within six or seven of the Sentinel Spartans the last time out. Uh, this team played well on the road. And that's something that's really important because when you look at the home and away splits so far, at least on my boys' side, uh, only three teams right now have a winning record on the road. And so uh, teams that are being at home, you know, when you look at the, the big skies and the flatheads and the glaciers, those types of teams, they have to maximize the home games that they have at West rest of the way if they want to try and get into the postseason because the way the playoffs are going to be structured, it's not going to be like a couple of years ago with the old system where it was, you know, the first two seeds, they got automatic bursts in the state tournament, and then seven played eight to play three, and four and five played to get in to the state tournament. Now that the double A will have one in Great Falls, it's going to be straight up one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, and four versus five. And you want to be the team that's at home because you don't want to be traveling, whether you're, you know, even if you're in Missoula, if you want to be traveling to Butte, you want to be traveling to uh, Kalispell, you don't want to be traveling to Helena or vice versa if I got to come to Kalispell. So everyone right now, I look at it, it is a fight between three, four, five, and six. And I'd even say seven right now between those three teams. They're all within a couple games of each other. And all you need is a run. I mean, Glacier uh, just. I think it was not last week, but the week before, they take on Capital and they take on Helena. They only had one win going in. All of a sudden, they pick up two wins in that week, and all of a sudden, it's a totally different narrative for the Glacier Wolfpack. And so every single week, the, the story changes, whether it be a little bit or by a lot. So this race is going to be really exciting on the boys' side. Like I said, I put Big Sky, Flathead, Butte, Capital, Glacier, put all those teams in the mix. It's going to be a very fun ride going down the down the home stretch here of the season, and it's going to be very interesting to see how it finishes because whoever I think has the home games, especially those three and four seeds, they are going to have the edge in trying to punch their ticket to Great Falls for that state tournament. And there's a lot of good teams. Like Flathead with Jocelyn Kripe right now and Hunter Hickey, two really, really great guards. You look at every single team, with Glacier with Western Price, you look at Big Sky with what they're doing with guys like uh, Chaz Do and, and Sanders as well as uh, Trey Reed. I mean, that team down there in Big Sky is tough. Do not take them for granted. What Coach Ryan Hansen has done down there is impressive with, with that group. And it's great to see that Big Sky basketball team uh, doing well. I know their record doesn't show it right now, but that team, if you could find a record for in terms of how tough they are to, to teams, uh, it, the record would be a lot better. But, again, Big Sky, don't shy away from them. Don't think they're just going to be an easy win. They're going to be a fighter all the way to the end. Anthony, I know you got a lot of work to do. you got to go do your day job here. But thanks so much for joining us. Anthony Knockrider, KGEZ, up in the Flathead Valley, uh, the Knock-On Sports every night. You can also find it on the podcast as well. Well, I know that my Dodgers are world champs. Anthony's Bucks are world champs. Coulter, when's your team going to jump in the here? <laughs> that's, that's all I want to know. Well, I'm, I'm selling all stock on the Cleveland Indians now that they've traded Francisco Lindor <laughs> and Trevor Bauer. I'm out on that. I'm, I'm just... They're dead to me. And, uh, you know, until we get rid of Kirk Cousins, I don't think there's any hope for the boys that wear purple up in Minnesota. Either. I couldn't resist. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us, my man, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon, okay? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Anthony Knockrunner, Knock on Sports, KGEZ up in Kalispell. We got to get out. We're going to talk a little bit more Super Bowl and a little bit more Grizz Hoops right here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. This is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, 
the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Nuanas now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as on your televisions around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana. Riley Corker joining me in studio. If you miss anything in the first hour or the f- whole show, basically three topics today that we've gone round and round on. The Super Bowl, Montana State's new head football coach. It's Brent Vegan, by the way, formerly of Wyoming, Wyoming's offensive coordinator. And some Big Sky Hoops. And so I want to circle back around on several of those conversations. Let's start Super Bowl, Riley. I asked Anthony this, but I want your take on this. Is Tom Brady ever going to retire? I, why would he? Why would he? Why would he? And I think that the front office for Tampa deserves all the credit in the world. Let's leave that in the wayside. Tom Brady constructed this roster. Right. Hey, I've got one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. He'd, he'd be willing to come out of retirement to play with me. Hey, you think you can get it done? Okay. Rob Gronkowski, signed. Antonio Brown, he's completely toxic. Uh, he was the top receiver in the game at one point. You know what? I'll bring him in. He can live with me, and I'll make sure he doesn't get into trouble. Okay. Sign him. I mean, you can go down the list with this. This roster was constructed by Tom Brady, and give credit to Tampa Bay for maybe not going with the trend of saying, okay, we have a system in place and we need this this piece to fit into this part of the system. No way. Tom Brady created the system here. And if I'm Tom Brady, why would you? I mean, there's a couple factors of why you would hang him up. Number one, you don't like where you're at. You don't like the system in place. Okay, well, that happened in New England and he already left. He didn't retire yet. Number two, his body is... is Failing on him. That's not happening. Number three, they're not winning. Well, they just won the, the Super Bowl. To me, I'm done doubting the guy in yeah. any facet at all. And I think a lot of this, I was trying to think about it today. Why is there so much hate for Tom Brady? I was a Broncos fan. I still am a Broncos fan. But the Patriots demoralized them over the years, right? And I think that so many people <laughs> have had their team's hopes slashed by Tom Brady that that's why there's the hate. You made a great point earlier in the show. He's more likable now that he's in Tampa Bay. He's away from the the New England cloud, so to speak. To, to answer your question, I still think he does have at least two, if not, I can't believe I'm saying this, four, two to four years left. I really think he still has that. Here's the, th- the couple factors that are so fascinating about Tom Brady that defy logic but I also think are going to help us redefine what we think of the amount of time that people could play professional sports. One, the evolution of the game, the way the rules have evolved, partially because of Tom Brady. They protect the quarterback more than ever now. He's also playing behind a great offensive line. So the one thing I think that could derail him was if he got injured. But he doesn't run around a lot. He barely gets touched. I mean, he had the cleanest jersey in the field last night. So... I don't think that there's like this imminent injury. Like when you watch a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson or even Aaron Rodgers, they run around and they break the pocket so much. They they set themselves up to get hit hard. Brady doesn't really do that. The other thing that's so fascinating to me, though, is that as you get older, you're supposed to become less fit and less athletic. That's not the case for Tom Brady. Tom Brady is stronger and more athletic than he was when he came into the league. 
it's a testament to his dedication to his body and the way that he's bought into the science of being an elite athlete. But Tom Brady hasn't lost a step. Tom Brady's gained a step. I bet you if Tom Brady went and ran a 40 right now, he would run way faster than a 40 than he ran at the NFL Combine. He throws the ball. To me, what I saw yesterday looked he threw the ball better than he has the last couple of years. There was one play that really stuck out in particular, and I agree with you on that. There was a slant to Evans in the second quarter that he got down to about the five-yard line. The zip he had on that pass was next level. And I think that this, to me, is also interesting from a historical perspective in the NFL. It's all about trends, right? Well, then it's the running quarterback, and that's what we need to now model our franchise after. Did Tom Brady yesterday maybe stop that narrative in the sense of maybe you can still win with a pocket quarterback. Right. It's There's this narrative out there anymore that you can't. You have to have a guy that runs. Well, look at a guy that's 43 years old. He stands in the pocket, does a pretty dang good job. I think that, I mean, if we're talking big picture on that too, shoot, that, uh, that could be interesting down the road, at least for Brady. Some of the uh, benefits of being a, a guy that can break the pocket too is it gives you all these different arm angles. That's one thing you can really notice that Brady's added too. Like Mahomes, he gets out of the pocket and then he also he throws with all these different arm angles. Same with Kyler Murray, same with Russell Wilson, same with Aaron Rodgers. Brady has the whole arm angle thing down without having to be on the run, which I actually think that makes him even more dangerous. Like that the little slip seam that they ran with Gronkowski yep. twice where Brady just throws the, the sidearm dart. I mean, it's it's you can't stop it. You cannot defend that. If he throws it on a dart, you, you literally can't stop it. I also think that they're set up right now, too. Here's the other factor. I think that the window for the Chiefs is not nearly as broad as people think it is because they're paying Patrick Mahomes. They're about to start paying him $50 million a year. That's going to impact the rest of the roster in a negative fashion. There's just no other way to say it. And, and the reason that a lot of teams get away with long stretches of greatness is because they can draft so well. Can the Chiefs draft really well? We'll see. They drafted well so far with Mahomes and, and uh, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, but can they keep that up? Because you're going to have to go cheap and young to surround him with good guys. Whereas, here's the other brilliance of Tom Brady. He's never been a $50 million a year quarterback. He's never even been a $25 million a year quarterback. That's why he's always had so much success. When he was in New England, he was taking, you know, 11th or 12th best money in the league. I don't even know what he's getting paid in Tampa Bay. I know he's getting paid a little bit more than he was with the Patriots, but he's still not in that. I mean, here's, here's, this is, this is crazy to think about. Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff. Like, these guys are all getting paid way more than Tom Brady. You're getting the best bargain ever, but then you also have money to re-sign all the rest of your guys as well. I just think that they have such a window here now where I think they can be a dominant team in the NFC for at least the next couple years. But the other thing is that Brady's acumen continues to evolve as well. His brain isn't going anywhere. And the more football he plays, the more reps he has in his head, and the more he can guide this offense. I mean, they were a mess by the end of November, and then... What happened? They finally bought into Brady's leadership, and then boom, here they are, Super Bowl and champions. what happened when the tide flipped? They had a bye week. They had a week off for what? The best to ever do it. Go into the film room, grind it out, what they need to do to win. Obviously, what did they have before they played Kansas City? They had a week off. They were 8-0 and after their bye. And it is. I think the, the mental side of it and all the, the film, all the, the game practice, everything in between for Tom Brady built up to... What happened yesterday? All the time that he has spent in the film and everything in between. I'm curious on the Chiefs angle. I know that's something that we can spill into tomorrow as well. As far as where do we go from here? I mean, because the talk was coming in. They're the dominant team. Get ready for the dynasty. They're going to win three out of the next five. We said on this show, I believe last week, that the window is not 
as big as everyone thinks it is, and it's going to be that trickle-down effect, as you just mentioned, with the salary of Patrick Mahomes. I think people are panicking in Kansas City today, and that's not just the, the radio show overreaction because it's more of, all right, someone has, no matter if it was a small sample size or not, you saw the blueprint. There was the blueprint on how to beat Kansas City. And I'm not sure that blueprint existed, Coulter, in the last two years. They saw the blueprint. We all know it's a copycat league in regards to, okay, how do people come out and defend Kansas City in the future? And then the other factor, how do they keep all the pieces around Patrick Mahomes? Watch out. I, I've never thought this was going to be a long dynasty, but the window might be shorter than we think. Yeah, it's... Uh it is fascinating, too, because the blueprint is just... It, it's amazing how everything in football... Like Jeff Cho, former Montana State head coach, used to always say, football is just back to the future. You're, you're just going to find... Something that has been tried and true is just going to resurface as uh, just a, in a new iteration, but the exact same principle as it always does. Putting pressure on an elite quarterback is always going to be the way to win. It's always going to be the way to win. It's just such a hard formula to maintain on a, a, a long-term level because as soon as somebody has a breakout year, then that guy needs to get paid. And so that's going to be the window for the Bucks right now is does Dominican Sue come back? How much money is Vita Vea going to demand on the open market when he becomes a free agent? Sha- Shaq Barrett has quietly now rolled up almost 30 sacks in the last two years. Is he going to be a guy that's going to get paid? How do you then – who are you going to give money to? You're going to have to decide between some of the young guys, Vita Vea, Levante, David, Devin White, you're going to have to decide. And that, that's going to be the biggest uh, obstacle for the Bucks. And that's why the salary cap was introduced. And that's why we have parity, that wonderful word of parity throughout. Because you appreciate these teams. The more you understand the business model of the NFL, you appreciate teams that can sustain success. Because you're right. It's the natural, it's the natural process of uh, how a football franchise evolves that okay you have to hit your window with two three years because it's inevitable your contracts are going to turn over you're going to lose guys you're going to lose pieces you're gonna to have to retool your team and for tampa bay to do it on such short notice in one year will they have that same buy-in because for brady he intends to keep going for some of these guys that jumped in like antonio brown and rob gronkowski is one enough is one Super Bowl enough? Hey, we did it. Now it's time to be done. From Gronk's perspective, probably. For Brady, you know he wants to keep going. But for everyone else, are they going to buy into do more for less type thing again? Uh, it's a great question. One we are absolutely going to get to tomorrow. This one just flew by today. If you missed anything in the show, you can always find it on the podcast. podcast is pr- proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Riley's back in the seat tomorrow We're going to give you some Big Sky Men's Basketball Power Rankings. We're going to debate some more the hiring of Brent Vegan at Montana State, including is Vegan the guy, considering some of the guys that already walked out the door, namely one of the greatest Bobcats of all time, and much, much more. Thanks so much for being with us. It is a whirlwind Monday, but the coaching search is over, so now I'm going to have a chance to be a little bit more calm. Uh, I feel feel good about it. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. 
www.blueandgold.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.